0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of mommy and me i am brie renee and i'm miss renee and we are mommy and me uh, clearly Um, Shout out to everybody that's been tuning into the episodes. We've been getting so much great feedback, and we definitely want to keep you guys engaged. So if you have been watching, let us know which episode was your favorite, which parts are your favorite, what questions on certain topics do you feel like you want us to answer more of, and we will drop maybe part twos because I think the IUI conversation is doing really well, and a lot of people have so many questions that we might have to run that back. Um, And we just keep it real with each other as a mother daughter. I think as moms, there's some things that you don't know that you want to know. And as a daughter, there's some things that I want to know. But in this conversation, I think this one is like past me being your daughter. I feel like um, as a black woman, I am a fan (laughs) of you sis. And I think a lot of my friends that have grown up around you or um, have had the pleasure of meeting you, they they honor or respect and admire you so much because of your drive, your ambition and your level of execution when it comes to like entrepreneurship. And we talked a little bit in another episode about how you didn't even really know you were an entrepreneur because that wasn't really a thing back then you were like a hustler like oh I got a job and a side job or whatever a side hustle you know and you were just trying to make ends meet and live a better life and create that life and put a roof over our head but it's past working multiple jobs it's like you are a high level entrepreneur and you've been able to tackle so many things in your lifetime and in my little short little lifetime so it's like i have to give you your flowers as an entrepreneur i've seen this woman be well i didn't get to see her be a police officer but she has been a police officer she was one of the first black women on the atlanta police department forced to ride the motorcycle unit were you the first woman or just first black woman black woman first black woman to be a a motorcycle woman in the city of atlanta um you went on to become to ch- switch so many careers so why she went from being a police officer to then getting pregnant with me to then uh, pursuing a law degree you became a city public defender which is a very stressful high level intense job in itself a city of Atlanta public defender going from a public defender to then working as one of the city attorneys then going retiring as a city, a city attorney when I was going to college to then really being a full-time entrepreneur but while having those full-time high-level stressful jobs as a police officer as an entrepreneur I mean um, as a police officer as a public defender and a city attorney that's like enough in itself like I'm talking about dry you to drinking
1: kind of jobs, you know? But. And I did start drinking on, around those ages.
0: Yeah, but while you were doing those things, you always had these side hustles of entrepreneurship. Like, you built, she built every house I lived in growing up, like her and a couple Mexicans. Like, I've seen her change your brakes, um, sell cards to she had s auto sales at one point she sold dirt she had a, a dirt literally had a dump truck that sold dirt
1: literally well I did more than sell dirt we hauled things for other there was a dump Indian truck people. in our
0: driveway for a very long time that hauled things and sold dirt that I didn't even know people sold dirt that's on the ground <laughs> I thought God gave us that for free but she was selling dirt and then even went from selling dirt I think you what else you had the auto sales you sold dirt you built houses So you was flipping real estate, then leaving the nine to five to, you know, well, retiring from the city, right? When I graduated high school. And then you went on to be a full-time entrepreneur. You didn't like say I'm a full-time entrepreneur now, but in a true hustler fashion, she couldn't
1: sit down. And so you went into- Well, I think what what I would say to that was that I realized and didn't know that I I was, reinventing myself, and I was never afraid to try different things. And that's what we've got to instill in our children. If something doesn't work, don't be afraid to try something else. You know, reinvent yourself until something sticks. And that's what I've always believed in. I've never given up, Uh, you know, like you said. Oh, and you
0: know what else you did? This is pretty impressive, too. You were the first black woman in the country or just the state to own that many daycares?
1: Uh, somebody who don't, don't, like <laughs> don't even like kids. Mind you, she don't
0: even like kids. It was children. an opportunity.
1: It was an opportunity. We did but we, a businesswoman saw that. That's what I'm saying. You have a mind for this. It was it was an opportunity to own about 15 nurseries, me and a group of partners at the time, and I eventually bowed out of it because it didn't work for me. You know, it wasn't what it, I thought. It wasn't, what, passion, I th- it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And uh, one of my dear friends to this day still runs, you know, those nurseries. Um, she sold off a couple of them. And uh, over the over the years, but um, I was just never afraid to reinvent myself. And and I guess and
0: the, then went from daycares
1: to now the shit business.
0: <laughs> it's literally the shit business. The, she the, the, she moves shit well for a living. I
1: install infrastructure. Okay, okay. And and so I'm I'm very happy to be doing that now. I've I've encountered a lot of pitfalls along the way. Um, you know, unfortunately there are some things that I, like I said before, and I'll be very honest and transparent about some things that I'm dealing with now, uh, personally, um, as a result of that business. And that's because I trusted, um, the wrong person in my life at the time. And so as a result, I'm having to deal with that and that's for a later conversation, but I've never been afraid to, to work and to work hard. And I've never been afraid to, to pivot. You know, to reinvent myself Mm, and to do and to do whatever you need to do to to make it work. And eventually, it something will work. You know, um, I've always been honest about my endeavors. I've always given one hundred and ten percent. You know, whenever I'm going into something, and I will tell you that a lot of those endeavors, I I, I've lost money. A a couple of those endeavors, I've had to walk away from. the daycare, I leveraged, you know, rental properties that I had built and, 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 and flipped and made lucrative. And, you know, to, I leveraged those for those daycares. And then I had to make a decision to walk away from those daycares. but I was still left with that, that responsibility of that note behind them. And so I made good on that note. I'm never going to put myself or anybody, I put like this, I'm never gonna put anybody else, whether it be a bank or a lending institution or anybody else in a bad, Position because of the decision that I made. I'm going to make good. My, I believe, and I grew up with uh, with an understanding, and it meant something that my word is my bond. And so, without my word and without my bond, I'm who am I? I'm nothing. So I've always lived by that. And so that's a street cred. That's my street cred. <laughs> and so, I, I th- that's just who I am to my core. And so I worked and, I worked, and I worked, and I worked, and I worked, and I continue to work, and I probably won't stop working until good Lord calls me home. But that's just who I am. You don't think you'll ever, like, take a break? Like, go I mean, or taking retire? A break, taking a break for me is being able to take my family on vacations and being able to enjoy vacations and being able to enjoy some of the finer things in life. But I understand it's got to be paid for.
0: So, like, this is what I want to know. Because
1: your mama, my
0: grandma, she had with eight kids.
1: Total, mm-hmm. yeah, but there was never more than five in the house at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause they, like, you know, duh, she had all at same time. Mm-hmm. She had a little break in between popping mm-hmm. out all the kids. But I'm saying like with all these kids, right? Cause eight is a lot back in the day. That's normal, but not now. Ain't nobody popping out eight kids. I hope not. Not me. me. But anyways, um, with that, like. You are literally the only one that's like this. Not, no shade. Everybody else is like working, you know, and okay with in their own right. But to the level of ambition and hustle and drive that you have, you're literally the only one. So it's like, I guess uh, what made you different? Because y'all always raised by the same person.
1: I don't know, I guess I bit into, you know, the story more so than anybody else. When mama said, hey, you can do anything in this world you wanna do. I literally thought, hell, I can do anything I wanna do. You know, I I, I didn't see any limits. I I don't see the world as, as, as a limit. You know, to me, the world is my playground. I just pick and choose where I decide to play. You know what ball I want to toss, or, or what road I want to go down. That's literally up to me, and I and I would say that to every parent to make sure you instill that to your children that the world is their playground.
0: Yeah, you didn't used to say the world is your oyster. The it's world a, is your oyster. There's a whole big world. There's a world out there.
1: there to quit limiting your children to thinking that they're only capable of doing one thing, or 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 they're limited in, in the things that they can do. You know, because I think that kids, we can do anything we want to do. We put our mind to it. You may have to go educate yourself a little bit more, you know, in the shit business. Oh, I just decided I'm gonna go get in the shit business. You know, when I did, hey, wow, I literally got to go back to school for some things. So I made that commitment. I went back to school. I got the credentials to do what it is that I'm doing. So when I, you know, becoming a lawyer was, was something that I always wanted to do as a kid watching Perry Mason, but it required me to do what? I had to get an education. I had to go to uh, uh, college and I had to go to law school. So it's going to require you to put something into it, but yet and still to accomplish whatever it is you desire to accomplish, you just gotta make make up your mind, you're gonna do it and do it. Nothing's stopping anybody in this world from doing anything they wanna do but themselves. So is that
0: like what fuels you when you're pivoting? Because you know how like when you're p- when you pivot and you're changing, Sometimes you're changing completely different lanes. Some of these lanes kind of are like in the same like law enforcement lawyer. That's like, okay, I'm going from one sector of law to another, totally different. Totally but it, different. It, it's still totally different. But I'm saying I can see you having a lot more confidence doing that. But going from law to daycares or daycares to the shit business those are completely so like do you feel like just having that belief in yourself and that confidence like what gives you because a lot of people are afraid to quit their nine to five and start a bakery or quit their their normal my family always did this so like you, how do you got it you got to get pivot, over that fear you
1: got to first pivoting. you got to pivot to things that you understand See, you know people have to understand that when you're pivoting you're pivoting to things that you can gravitate to, things you know, things you understand, things that wouldn't be hard for you to grasp based on your your intellect. Now, what I will say to people, and I've said this to you all your life, and I'll say this to anybody out there listening, to every parent, if you're gonna tell your children to pivot, to chase their anything, tell them to chase their dreams, not money. Never, ever chase a dollar. I've raised you that way all your entire life. I've always preached that to everybody that I know, all of my bonus daughters, never chase a dollar. Because if you do, you'll forever be unhappy. But if you chase your dreams, whatever they may be, and who says you're limited to one? And that's That's my point. You're not limited to one dream in life. Chase whatever dream that is. Prepare to do it and do it to the fullest of your ability and to do it with, with gratitude. You know don't do it begrudgingly do it with 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 honor and dignity and do it to the very best that you can do it with pride and the success will follow well you have always
0: encouraged me to chase my dreams but you've been a little judgmental along the way I,
1: as a parent i'm always going to be judgmental because here i am trying to build a dynasty and i'm telling you hey i'm preparing this dynasty this legacy come take it over for over me the shit business. And, you, and you and you're like well no, i want to be an actor i'm like I'm telling you how you can she, Her hear.
0: direct quote was, quote, why you to be a broke-ass actor,
1: end quote. That, that was, may have been my quote, absolutely. Yeah. But here I have That was my up, dream. Okay, that may have been your dream at that point, and I get it, and that's why I didn't push you. You said, hey, this is my dream, I backed the hell up. Okay, fine, I'm gonna support you in your dream. Did I not? Yeah. Did I not come back and say that? That's your dream? Not a problem. And my then dream, I'm- but to your point too, my dream has
0: evolved. Like it, initially I thought my dream was to be just an actress. I knew, the thing was I once I got on set, I, I feel this, like even today, I feel a high being here and right? I, and, I backed, and that's
1: how i knew this was your calling was my dream and guess what and i backed the hell up and i've been supportive well, every set
0: and to your point my dream has also evolved okay. it has changed it wasn't it started off to be an actress but then as i grew and i learned and i became dedicated to the craft and i evolved in my in, and i committed to this field i learned so much more so i'm like hey why limit myself to just being actress when I really got this personality, or absolutely. I can be a personality, And it's like, well, why limit yourself to just being talent when you can be producing, when absolutely. you can grow, when absolutely. you can do this? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yes. So if
1: that if that's part of your dream, then I support it one hundred and ten percent. I'm a crackhead for this. I, hey. And then guess what? I don't gotta give it eat when it comes to and this. And that and that's what and that's I what you do. You give, it, you give it. You give it. And you know what? Film. And, and that and that's the point I was making chase your dream because if it's your dream you do it for free you can see I have yourself, plenty of jobs you, for free you you, you can this, you industry. can you you can see yourself doing it for the rest of your life and you will be happy at it and guess what no the money sleep, no food the, the money will come yeah the money will come don't chase the dollar and i am always so of course
0: this is on on our channel this is i'm producing this but like when every single time i book a job on tv i still get this excitement like i can't believe these motherfuckers let me on tv <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe they i have booked them again they have booked me to be here and pay me to do something <laughs> on television again <laughs> and who would have thought i'd be here not me yeah so i mean well, i didn't you, think i'd be here but it's just like you go. wow there you go but it's that gumption i think you gave me as like chasing your dreams Chase and I your think, dream. that's why i'm saying i give you so much credit for that because and i think too a lot of time even myself i battle with like because i don't have kids yet right so it's like i battle with when are you going to be a mom you know you're in your 30s you're going well let me tell you my battle my struggle i'll be like you're you're getting older and then it's like i want to be of course, more solidified, not only with a foundation as a family unit, right? Like I do want the right man. I want a partner like you had that uh, that agrees to doing this with me and raising this child 50-50, right? But I also battle with like, is it selfish for me to have a child right now? Because I know I would drop my kid off to you for a week or weeks at a time to chase, to do, to be on set somewhere yeah
1: that would be selfish you get what i'm saying i know but but
0: but i will say i do still think that i'm robbing my child of the ability to see me grind and grow in my career because i saw you grind because i was not born with you at this level i understand the the journey of entrepreneurship i understand the having to pivot i understand Having to work a real job so you could support the side but think, job but
1: but I think you can I still saw teach your that. child I think you can still teach your
0: child know. that later I think sometimes you grow up with a silver people like to look at you now and think I grew up with a silver spoon no it, it no, was
1: wooden it,
0: it was it was out of school
1: but they gave me a few splinters <laughs> it was wood
0: but I think that. That you
1: got your ass whooped with from Thomas. Time time. Exactly. It was a multi purpose move.
0: But at the same time, I think that being able to see the grind it is better than anything you could have ever taught me.
1: Well, I think that it's so possible. So, am I robbing my child of that? No, because you don't have a child, so you can't be robbing a child at this point of that. I think that everything doesn't work for everybody. So, I think that when the time comes for you to become a parent, you will be able to teach the, your children the things that they they need to know and i think that you'll be able to lead them and guide them to become good productive kids because you new age grandmas you're...
0: are different i don't really see you letting me drop my kid off like how you used to drop
1: me off at my grandma's house oh, yeah yeah but like you know, I, I, all I'm, I, weekend or maybe a week i didn't drop you off at no all weekend i mean no, you're all may, week yeah you no, no, got no, a you, weekend. you you would drop me off for a weekend yeah yeah, and that's what Grandpa, that's do. We're like out calling or checking on me. Yeah, I could, I, I, I mean, you in good hands. Why don't you call, check on yourself? That's why I tell your sister now when she dropped Morgan them off with me and I have them. But you we, don't we keep them, them, with them all weekend. Well, yes, I do. I have. I no, mean, but they but, come but, get but, picked but, up. But they but their schedules are so different. They're so active now. But but even at that, I even tell Tisha, they with me. What the hell is going to happen to them? Ain't nothing going to happen to them. I, I mean, they with the grandma, but don't fucking call us. We'll call you. And as a matter of fact, I, I, I'll ask Morgan if you, you want to call your uh I don't want to call my mama. No, I, I, I don't. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, why? I, I mean, know, but
0: like, would you allow me? You would judge me if I dropped my kid off. No, I wouldn't. For that long. I wouldn't judge you. Okay, we got that on tape. I wouldn't, I
1: wouldn't judge you, but I decided to <laughs> go damn keep it for week. If I get booked and I need to drop my kid off,
0: we got that on tape. She's not judging me.
1: No, I'm not judging you. No. Because yeah. I think it still takes a village to raise kids. You know, it took, it took my mom to help me raise you guys. It took my brother who's now deceased to help me raise you guys. It took my sister who, you know, to help me raise you guys. It, it, it takes a village. It takes a family. And I thank God that I had that village to yeah. raise you guys. Because a lot of times your grandmama saved your life. There's a lot of times your grandma definitely saved you and your sister's life, oh, you way. know? And because uh, I'd be like, mama, I'm going to kill this little mama. Oh, She'd be God. like, okay, hold on hold let on let me come let, get me, her. let me let me talk to her hold on now, mama you better come get her. you better talk I'm, you remember that time you 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 ran the phone bill yourself you and your sister ran your damn self when i first got your cell phones ran those come cell phones oh you don't recall ran yourself your sister was that close to death i mean mm-hmm. really that close to death how many it,
0: times you think we were that close to death oh my
1: god like, if i had to count ooh, oof hundreds it ain't
0: been no hundreds of we Hun- did hundreds of things that make you want to no, seriously us.
1: probably you know three or four times you were probably each, each yeah close to death yeah but you know, I you have know to how many times to- I wish you were that close <laughs> <to death? laughs> well that's fine because guess what you would have been going to foster care or somebody you know oh my oh, god but yeah.
0: yeah no I'm really I'm really I really admire the entrepreneur that you are, and I'm really grateful, like I said, I'm glad that I got to see your journey, and you still keep going like you never cease to makes me
1: no'm'm I'm, I'm, you know that's just who I am what That's just who I am what who do you
0: think influenced outside of like your mom telling you you could do anything? Were there any people along the way that like I planted didn't, seeds?
1: Oh yeah, I can tell you um there was two actually I said no, but the, I take that back. There was one positive and one negative. I had a I had a, a, a teacher by the name of Marie Jones. She's dead now. Um, she was my my school mom. She was the one that I looked up to, loved to death, and she genuinely loved and cared about me and concerned was concerned about my. My well-being teachers are not made like that these days she would she would spend time with me on the weekends and just teach me how to be a, a little girl and help me you know you, you know I, we were we were in the hood we were in the ghetto but she you know she would teach me and take me and show me better things in life you know um and so she really poured into me and she was a part of my life even as i got older and grown mm-hmm. um and she was always she was always there. I could always call her and tell her the good news, the bad news, and she would always, you know, give me guidance one way or the other. And I, I truly loved Miss Miss Jones. Who um, was the negative? The, the negative was a high school teacher named Mr. Ingram, and he's dead and gone to this day. And I remember I hope he being didn't come in, back. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I remember being in his class one day, and he was so judgmental. He was a high yellow guy, kind of a big man of statue, and he looked at me one day and he, we were debating about something, and he kinda said, he said to me, he said, Robertson, you ain't gonna never be nothing. You oh. came, he says, you came from nothing, and you will never be nothing, and I was so angry with him, I took my fist, and I, we had those liberty glass windows in the door, and I remember that day taking my fist and busting that window out, because I told him, you don't know me, you don't. You don't know a damn thing about me. You don't know who I who I am, where I come from. But I thought that that was so horrible. I thought say. that was so horrible for a teacher to say that to a kid. And I and I thought that you know, I had a I had a point to prove to him. You know, when I became a police officer, I made I made damn sure I went back to the high school and to be to you know for for the um, uh, uh, career day. day to show that son of a bitch that I was something. You know, I, I was going to be something and somebody. And I never forgot that. I never forgot that. Well, at so, least you didn't
0: turn out to be a rapper because he sure would have made it to your song. Because <laughs> every rapper out here got a, every nigga
1: alive got a teacher that told him they wasn't going to be shit. Yeah, I should. he should sure did. And I thought, wow. That's crazy. The hell with you, what Mr. You Ingram. May he I never rest, had a teacher tell me that. May he rest in peace. Yeah. because you know. I think it's people the inner just city assume. Youth thing. Pe- people, you know, sometimes people assume because you're from the ghetto that you are ghetto. Yeah, or I was, you'll always be ghetto. I, I was from. I was, We were from the projects and hell. Like I said, I thought we lived better than most people I knew. Even the ones was that. Carver hood Homes. Was even even people that didn't live in in the in the projects. We moved to the projects because hell, they condemned where we were living in Folkwood and shit. There was no place for mama to go. There was no place that could accommodate mom and her kids. So. We moved to the ghetto. We moved to the to the projects. Isn't that crazy? Now we're like literally right around the corner
0: from 44 now.
1: Yeah, we we moved to the projects. I I grew up all the, walking these streets over here. You know, stealing apples off people trees in the summertime. you, you know? got the Beltline. Did you ever yeah. think this Not, is the pro, It's a it's a whole white urban. Well, what do they call it? Gingerfied area. Gingerfied area.
0: Now running through the what you to yeah, the Yeah, because my grandma,
1: my grandma lived damn near on every street around here. hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm that is crazy yeah, that's crazy yeah you can't even and now afford we can't them. can't afford it my grandmama literally lived down there on every street that went forward and then uh, considering well we, only she we lived on was felton drive uh but yeah my grandmama lived down there on every street over here and now she couldn't even afford to, you know to rent anything around here
0: that's crazy yeah, yeah your journey is, is really dope i think that um if you knew what you know now besides having millions of followers right like do you think you would have went the nine to five route from jump? Like, what do you think your journey would have looked like?
1: You know, we were programmed to always think that that was the way to Safe do it. Way. That was way. That was the traditional way to do it. You grow up, you get a good job, you go to school, you buy a house, a white picket fence, and you raise your kids happily ever after. Well, it takes us, this generation, it has taken us some time to say, well, damn. There's really other ways of doing this shit.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, people can really be successful other than the way that we did it. So I'm open now. I'm, I'm open to the idea of people becoming successful other than just working a nine to five. Because guess what? A nine to five really don't afford you the lifestyle that most people want. Yeah. Truth be told, I mean, had I had had I worked only one job, I couldn't have afford to even you know buy myself a BMW when you were coming up. You know, I couldn't afford to, you know, build houses when you were coming. Had I just worked a traditional nine-to, just one job, and I've never just worked one job. I've always had multiple jobs. This is the only time in my life that I've had one job.
0: Well, it's a pretty big one, so.
1: Yeah, this is the only time in my life that I've had one job, what's, and I've been satisfied with that one job, and I've been committed to that one job.
0: What's your favorite side hustle that you ever did?
1: It's always been building houses. I can, I could sit on a construction site with my eyes closed and love. <sighs> Love the smell of the wood cutting on the, you know, somebody <laughs> cutting a, a piece of wood with the saw. I, I just, it's something about. I do about, like that smell
0: too, though. It's
1: something about building, creating that I, I love.
0: But she don't just build like a three-bedroom, four-bedroom, nice home. Like every house you've ever, I always thought that was your gift, honestly. Like that is your gift. I, I me, always just to try to beg her to be a builder. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this.
1: Let me say this, and I I encourage everybody that's listening, everybody that will ever hear this, is to know this. God gives us multiple talents. I don't care who you are. I don't care what it is, multiple gifts. And those gifts, one of them you're gonna learn. One gift you're gonna learn, because that's the way God is. The other gift is something natural that you've never even probably even tapped into. You see my gift, my gift naturally is my hands. That's my natural gift. And so well, what when you mean your hands? With the ability of my hands, I can create and build anything, anything. I can envision it, I can see it, I can copy it because I have the gift of my hands. Mm-hmm. Some people gift or other things, I don't know. It may be- it me. May, I'm talking. Your gift of talking, your gift of gab. Mm -hmm. Some people may have, you know, guys are gifted with computer skills and, you know, naturally know how to write programs and encode and things like that. So you just got to tap into that gift.
0: So you feel like the gift that you... My gift, my
1: first gift was my desire to become an attorney because I wanted to do that from the age of seven. Perry Mason was my idol and I thought that that's the way it worked and, Lord, did I find out that was not the case. So if you've never seen Perry Mason, check him out because Perry Mason always got his person to confess on the stand. I did it, I did it, oh, I'm so sorry. No, that's that's not real life.
0: That was writing, but look at it, Perry Mason. But I'm saying like, do you think that that gift, one of those gifts is supposed to be not for use of profit? Because you never really profited off of your, I mean, you do receive profit when you sell your house and you obviously have equity
1: in it, but you never took that gift and pimped it out
0: like I really wanted you to.
1: No. I would never pimp out a gift that that God has given me. Because I never had really? to. Never had to. He's always provided otherwise. I never had to pimp out my gifts.
0: I mean, not in a negative way, like no, pimp it out. No, I, I, like.
1: I mean, I never, he, he, he's always sustained me. Okay,
0: I'll give
1: you i that. never you I never had to. Now, if I, I guess the better question would be, if I had to make a living at it, would I do it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. If I had to make a living at it, mm -hmm, I would, and would enjoy it. I would enjoy it.
0: Mm -hmm. What's like one advice that you would give me or any other person out there chasing their dreams, being an entrepreneur besides
1: not chasing the money? Believe in yourself. No matter what happens, you've got to be your biggest fan. You've got to believe, when you walk in a room You've got to own whatever it is you're doing. When you walk in that room, you got to know that hey, you are the reason why you're there. You know, you've got, whether it's a, whether you're going to a job uh, interview, whether you're going to a casting call, whether you're going to uh, uh, it, whatever it may be. You got to have confidence in yourself to know who you are and whose you are. You got to have that confidence. Don't never let anybody take that away from you. So you know bill if you you know if, if it means you, you you stand in the mirror every day with some of your trap formations or whatever it is you got to own it own it know who you are and never let anybody change that about you you see i remember being a police officer and um one of the the, the deputy chiefs we were on a um uh, 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 a seminar we had gone we were in new orleans and he had invited me and my girlfriend and some other people back to their room and we were talking and that was the first time we'd ever really sat down and had a conversation. And he looks at me and he says, "Robinson, you know what? He says, you know, people say that you're arrogant, you know, and people people say, you know, and I thought you were arrogant. I thought, and I said, hmm, why would you think I'm arrogant? You never met me. We never had a conversation. You've never sat down and, and actually conversed with me about anything. You're going about what people you've heard about me. But at the end of the day, the average person can't take my confidence. You see, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm happy with who Shalitha is. Yeah. I'm not, Shalitha's not trying to tame Shalitha for nobody. You see, I know who I know who holds me, which is the man upstairs. I know that at the end of the day if Shalitha's by herself, I gotta like Shalitha, I gotta like who I am, Shalitha Renee. So that people don't understand that. People are not true to themselves. Mm-hmm. So in order to be confident, you gotta be true to yourself. You gotta be true to who you are. Yeah. And you gotta know who you are. So that's what I would tell them. Know who you are before you ever walk into a room.
0: That's good advice.
1: Cause when you know who you are, they can't sell you short. You're right.
0: That's pretty good advice. Okay, so it's time for, I wanna know. I'll go first. So this is where we ask each other questions and we both have to be really honestly truthful. So um, along with your entrepreneurship journey, of course, that in itself is like one of my most favorite things about you your ambition, your drive, and how you continue to pivot and do all these things and conquer them. But my most proudest, I guess the most proudest I am of you is literally when I have lived in all these houses that you built. And I tell people like one of them, you know how people be like, oh, my greatest goal is to buy my mama a house. I can't buy my mama a house because she's gonna build one that's gonna be way better than what i could ever buy her right but what i want to do is be able to purchase one of the houses that my mama built like i want to raise my family and be able to say like your grandma built this house right like we're living in one of her visions and that is what i'm most that's like the things that i'm most proud of you about is like your ability to like design and build these beautiful mansions right but what I want to know is, when have I ever made you the most proud?
1: When have you ever been like, I'm,
0: I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of you.
1: I've had several of those moments. Um, watching you grow. You know, I uh, watch you, you know, go after your craft, put in the, the work. Uh, to become who you want to become in this field, in this industry, and just seeing it come to fruition. I mean, I had no expectations other than for you. No, 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 she I say, zero no, 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 this. because I didn't know what to expect. You see, yeah. I didn't know. We had no connections
0: in entertainment. Right, so no. I didn't have
1: no expectations. I didn't yeah. say, oh, where's she going to do this? And that means she's going to do this. And that means that's going to happen. That's, that's, not, that's not the way it happened. So to see it all come together, and to see you on the TV, she goes like, oh, yeah, that's my best. And, you know, when your little movie came out, you know, Not I text, movie, but- uh, you know, when your movie came out, I think I got about 1,200 people in my phone, and I think I damn near text all of them. Hey, look, this is my daughter's movie. Watch it. This, that, another. Hey, text, you know, just watch it. I think I sent that text to every damn person in my phone, you know? Yeah, she's where so, every view came so from. So, and I'm like, hey, how many how many followers did you get? I know all 250, all 12 of them. Those are my, you know, people that I've called. And, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, I saw Sabrina. You know, I, I saw the movie. I saw that. I thought it was great, you know? So, yeah, that's a proud parent moment, you know? So, I'm just, that movie. yeah, not just that movie, but oh. just to see your whole career kind of come together you know, to see you on, you know, black girl stuff and, you know, my mom was getting, you know, talking to me about it and we're talking to our friends, you know, to see all the little, you know, and I think the funniest one, the funniest one that I liked that I really, really enjoyed the most, and this was just a little snippet because I thought it was so out of character view when you you played in that episode of Tales and y'all were running from the guy down the street or something mm-hmm. you remember and and you were trying to run you and the girl
0: trying to run from the police yeah
1: or yeah that that particular episode i thought was hilarious oh. i thought that was the the best one in my one of my most favorite ones okay. it wasn't that it wasn't that long but i thought it was great because i'm like okay my child clearly can't run she's you know she <laughs> she clearly has you know uh two left oh feet. and
0: you got a kick out of my audition i auditioned for p valley as one of the and main the
1: one where you the one where you fell off you're trying to do a dance, I and, you fell, an actual dance. and you fell off the damn stage oh yeah, yeah yeah i thought that was hilarious. but i have to give you an a for effort you know you try but i'm glad <laughs> you realized that you had limits you know dancing was not one of your better suits so you know yeah. i was i was okay with that you got a kick out of that i got a kick like, out let of me that. See
0: that audition again yeah I bust
1: I my kill. ass for that. Yeah, I heard. I was like, "Ow!" <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. All right. So, um, my know? why, as a parent, I, I I I fought tooth and nails so that you never ever had to live in the ghetto, live in the hood, be live in anything. And I and I'm not I'm not knocking the ghetto, the hood. I came from the ghetto, hood, but. I fought tooth and nail to give you what I thought the best of everything. Mm. Why in the hell, as a child, you you want to be so ratchet, so hood? I mean, you wanted to just <laughs> you wanted to run to the ghetto, and I'm running, I'm I'm fighting to take you out of it. I never lived in the ghetto. No, I know you never lived in the ghetto. So I didn't run to the ghetto. I mean, but you, growing up as a parent, you, uh, you all felt like, like, you felt like because we didn't live in the hood, I should be hood. Right. But, That's a better way of putting it.
0: You from the hood. Didn't you just
1: say that? You from
0: 4-4. So the hood was in me. Yeah, but. Naturally.
1: I mean, I get that. I'm not saying that. You can take the nigga out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the nigga. Say no more. That answers my question. It's just in my blood. Say no more. That answers my question. Because clearly,
0: like you said, I wasn't in an environment to pick it up. This is me. And I've been this way, have I not? My entire life. You have always said to me, since I was a kid, I don't know why you act so damn ghetto. Because you from the ghetto. But I never act ghetto. No, you don't. You try to act all classy and conservative now because you far removed. But guess what? God still sprinkled it in me. I'm part of you. I am your gene. So I was in your bloodstream when you were in the ghetto. So all that ghetto came out through me.
1: But even when I was in the ghetto, I wasn't ghetto.
0: Well, you were absorbing it. I don't okay, know. Okay, so I'm so, so I don't know. So it. I
1: absorbed it and you, you you, got it through osmosis. I don't even think that I'm Say ghetto. No more. I don't
0: even think that I'm ghetto. I just got swag. Okay. I'm from Atlanta. Okay, that's what you call it. That's what it is. It's, it's, I'm from, that's, you know what? That's what it is. It's swag. not even, it's because I am a, th- a third-generational ATLian. I got you. So it's just in me, it. It's just who I am. I got you. It's in me. I say ain't no trying what? to be nobody else. Say no, this. Say no no more. I and bring Renee straight from the A. I got you. I was born this way. Say, say no that's more. That's a bar. But yeah, that's just, that's what it is. I think, I think it's Atlanta. I think that's just, we always in our, in our city, we've been encouraged to not have to be, you can be an entrepreneur. You could be a rapper. You could be an entertainer. You can be black. Blackity black, black, black. And I just feel like no matter, even though I went to predominantly white schools and I grew up a different in, in like a nicer area, I think just being around that is like what encourages me to be fully authentically me.
1: Okay,
0: I accept that. And now that I make money doing that,
1: I'm, full, I'm cool with that. I got you. I mm-hmm. got it. I understand. I get
0: it. Okay, well, now you know. It's Atlanta, it's Atlanta, it's Atlanta. me. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for watching another episode of Mommy and Me. Make sure you stay tuned each and every Monday. Let us know any questions that you might have for her as an entrepreneur, as a mom, myself, as a daughter. We'll try to answer those in future episodes. And any other topics that you want us to talk about, drop them below. We definitely want to engage and encourage you all to chime in. Thank y'all for watching this episode. Thank you. See you next time. See you next Monday on Mommy and Me.